King Tuck, the Lord of Baltimore, and Albuve come through. Some late-inning runs and a nice push at the end. The Astros on the brink of sweeping the Baltimore Orioles. Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man, Heisman, and Brett, H-Town wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Astros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team, every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stroh's. All right, games like this, uh, like yesterday and today's game, are just awesome. It started off with the Kyle Tucker home run, then the Astros scored some more runs late. But uh, this is why you need the Game Time app. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed and guys thank you for making locked on astros podcast your first listen every day um our numbers keep on going up and we want to say thank you for becoming everydayer uh, we see you out there we appreciate you and uh just go ahead and make sure you keep on subscribing to us and go ahead and make sure that you go ahead and click the like button and go ahead and make us your first listen on apple odyssey spotify wherever you check out your podcast go ahead and check out on the locked on astros podcast so a uh, lot to discuss today today Altuve Bregman I know a lot of us have been dissing on Bregman recently but he responded today Altuve had three hits we'll talk about him but Kyle Tucker after hitting that that mammoth home run the, the grand slam the night before he got the scoring started today and then Christian Javier rebounds yes he didn't have a lot of strikeouts in this game but he did something he hasn't done all season and so the Astros are gaining a little bit on the Rangers and GM Dana Brown, he got pressed a little bit on the the flagship station today, and he responded. And so there's some interesting comments that we'll have to talk about about Kyle Tucker. And the Astros are going back to a six-man rotation for now, and then we'll look ahead towards game three of the Orioles series. But this series has been great. This is one of the best teams in baseball. And the Astros, they look like maybe they weren't up to the task in game one. But they, you sometimes with this offense, you have to wait for it. Like in, a, I think they scored five runs in the final two outs in the game, the last game, and tonight they did the same thing. Yeah, and look, I mean, Jack Flaherty came out on the mound. Eric eight strikeouts in five innings, only gave up three runs. You give that line to any pitcher, just with just about any major league club, no matter where they are in the standings, and you're going to hand your team over a win. I mean. Um, it was interesting. I was I was watching a different stream tonight. I was actually watching the Orioles broadcast and listening to their announcers. And they were like, hey, look, the O's have won a lot of games, but you're going to have this. And they were talking about how they haven't been swept all year. And they're they're on the cusp of like a record of having the most series without a sweep. And so you you love seeing the Astros get one over on this. I think when it comes down to it. Um, on paper, with experience, the veterans we have, 
that this team is a better team overall than the Orioles. The Orioles just over the course of the season have obviously performed better because, I mean, the record proves that out. And they're in one of the toughest divisions, and they maintain first place where the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays and the Big Dogs have really reigned there for a long time. So they're in this unknown territory. But tonight, it was huge. Altuve and Bregman, three for five, three for four tonight. Six hits between your top two batters. And even with Jordan Alvarez going 0 for 5 tonight, it didn't hurt you because everybody else contributed either with a hit or getting on base in key moments. And that's what team baseball is all about. Jordan can't do it every day. And I think that's good for Jordan down the road because now he doesn't feel like he's shouldering all the pressure of carrying the team. Tucker's kind of taking that on now. He's, dude, that's why I call him Lord of Baltimore. This guy loves hitting in Baltimore. Right. All right, and by the way, happy birthday, Brett. The Astros won oh, on your hey. birthday, and so Thank now you. you are 80 years old, so congratulations. No. And so um, You got the eight. Hey, man, come on now. No, <laughs> hey, you know, Eric, I actually really appreciate it, and I have had several people reach out to me on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, people that listen to the show. And you know what's funny? Um, I talked to two people at my school today. They were like, they've been watching the show for for a couple months, they were like, I thought you looked familiar. And so that was that was neat. Um, got to meet some of our listeners. But hey, thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for the well wishes. Um, it does mean a lot. This is a privilege to do this and to be here 48 years and to have the life that I've had and to experience the things that I've done. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade this life for any other. It's I mean, life is grand. So thank you. Yes. Uh, so I know that a lot of us are like, well, Jeremy Pena has been struggling a lot recently, and it was very frustrating when he stranded the bases loaded earlier in the game. And I think it was uh, another inning they had bases loaded. I forgot uh, who was up to bat at that time. But it's just it was just so frustrating when you have the bases loaded and you just can't take full advantage of that. But we saw uh, Jeremy Pena with that uh with a big hit later on in the game. And uh, also we have um, Bregman. Bregman is um, had the two RBIs on the day. And then Altuve w- with the biggest. I would say that was kind of the biggest at the time. It was the two insurance runs that I think made it five to two, if I remember correctly, at the time. So I think that was the biggest one. And that wasn't even hit that hard. It was just hit over the first baseman's head. And that's what Altuve needs to do. Sometimes he tries to crush the ball, and sometimes he just kind of pokes it out to right field like in that situation. And everybody had a hit today. I know a lot of people are going to say that Malinado didn't get a hit. But he did draw a walk uh, after Devon either walked or got hit by pitch. I forgot what happened there, but uh, both of them scored and uh, on Altuve's uh, hit there. So you you saw some action there, and that's what the Astros uh, need to do. You need the bottom of the lineup to get on base for the top of the lineup because this, outside of a few people, uh, I know that there's some names up here that you probably want. I know uh, Yiner Diaz should be in there probably over the catcher, uh, Martin Maldonado, but uh, the pitchers like throwing to him. And until Dusty yeah. Baker gets over that, I don't – I mean, we can argue about that every show. <laughs> we can – yeah. yeah. That is a that is a debate that's never going to be settled. The people that love Maldonado are going to love him. Right. The people that love Diaz are going to love him. What, what, what cracks me up is I don't think they're exclusive. I, I, I think you – you, you have to be a fan of both. 
Right. When Maldonado's not in there, um, someone even made the comment on Twitter, well, just because Marty Maldonado drew a walk doesn't mean he's good. No, but the fact that Marty Maldonado drew a walk is a good thing. So this is what's interesting in that inning you're talking about because that was the top of the eighth. Um, Fujinama came out. You know, this guy's a this guy's a fireball pitcher. Um, they got him in one of the earliest trades of the season with Oakland. Uh, A's, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they brought in you know Colonel Perez. Colonel Perez, a Cuban defector that actually started with the Astros, um, was a part of the Astros for a few years. Came in. Chas McCormick flied out. Um, pretty pretty deep fly out. Then a Bray flied out. And then Jeremy Pena walked. He didn't chase. Mauricio Dubon walked. Then Martin Maldonado walked. And then after that, that's when the Jose Altuve single came in and scored two runs. And then Bregman came up and singled, scored two more runs because Altuve had stolen that base, put him in scoring position. And that's what made it 7-2. to That's what really put the game out of reach. You know, 11 hits today, 16 total bases. Now, the Astros did have nine left on base. The Orioles had 10 left on base. So both teams probably could. I mean, this could right. have been this. This could have been like a 16 to 13 game. Right. But that's what happens in the game of baseball. Javier didn't have great stuff, but he was good enough. Eric, what did you think? Now, I know I know that lately Montero's been better. But were you as nervous now because he's been doing better when he came in with the three to two lead? I think maybe like a month ago, I'd have been like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? I was like, you know what? He's been doing well lately. So yeah. we might as well get him in there. I think, uh, honestly, uh, bringing in Kendall Graveman, even though he shaved his beard and looks like a totally different person. Oh, yeah, I saw and, that. But yeah. So I think bringing in Kendall Graveman kind of um, maybe took some pressure off of Montero. And Good I think call. that. Uh, he's actually pitching a little bit more loose, a little bit more uh, without the pressure. And uh, if you're under pressure to get um, somebody's pitching for the Houston Astros on Friday, who the Astros required at the trade deadline. And if you need last minute tickets and you're under pressure to get that done, you need to go to game time. That's right. And um, I appreciate it. Someone actually offered me to go to the game with them Friday. So I'll be going to see Justin Verlander pitch for the Houston Astros. But listen, if you don't have a ticket, you can use the game time app today. Use the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase flash deals and last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of your seat views, um, lowest price guaranteed event cancellation um, protection, job loss protection. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You're going to see Verlander. You're going to see Otani. You're going to see Trout. You're going to see Jordan. You're going to see King Tuck. So get exclusive flash deals. And it's not just baseball. Look, football's right around the corner. The Texans actually have their first preseason game this weekend. Actually, tomorrow. It's actually Thursday. Wow, it's coming up. So they have the, you can look at Texans tickets. Then after that, NBA is going to be here. U of H. I mean, whatever it is. And what's cool is you have this guarantee that if you find seats in the same section, for, the, for a lower price, you will get credited to your account 110% the difference. So make sure you go and use your phone. Two taps and you're set. You don't have to search your email. Go to Game Time. Download the promo code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Go there. Get there. Lowest price guaranteed. Make sure that you pay attention that if you cannot watch the Orioles, you can listen to the Orioles play Thursday, 1135 a.m. Central Standard Time. 
Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast as they go for a sweep with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Hey, Eric, I had someone reach out to me today, okay. and they said that they heard my promo for Locked on Astros on SiriusXM on one of the ESPN shows. So we are making the big time. We got advertisements running for Locked on Astros. And, hey, I'm at, I, I, I was loving that. I was like, hey, thanks for recognizing the voice. Okay, so uh, when I saw Kendall Graveman come out to the mound, this is what I thought. I thought he was looked a little bit sus, uh, sus there. It was just a little bit, a uh, little uh, like, who is this guy? But apparently, uh, Julia Morales said that he she talked to him at like eleven thirty five that day, and he had the full beard. And then uh, by like one thirty five, when the game started, it was totally gone. So, well, see, I didn't even recognize him at first. Like he. He went on the mound. They were saying Kendall Graveman. He was pitching. I saw Graveman on the back. It did look like Belak. <laughs> and then I and then I was like, "Who who is this guy? Um, did they call somebody up?" I was like, "Oh wait, that's Kendall Graveman." And he did. Someone said earlier that he looked ten years younger. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, but it kind of takes away his like uh, caveman look and his like. Um... His axe, um, what do you call it? The axe, the guy, the guys out there that wear the flannel shirts, the uh, axe, the chopper, you, whatever. You talking about the lumberjacks? Yeah, lumberjacks. Yeah. Well, you know, Sorry. You, know, you know, it's funny, Eric. I actually have lumberjacks in my family, and I remember when I was in ninth grade. I got it. I got to tell you this quick story. These lumberjacks up in northeast Canada, no, northwest Canada. Sorry, British Columbia. There was a picture of one of my uncles, and my mom's listening to this. She'll probably remember this guy named Sonny, and he is in he is in thigh deep snow, and on his shoulder he he's carrying a tree trunk, a pine tree that is probably I'm not even lying, 50, 60 feet, and this dude's got it by himself in thigh deep snow carrying this trunk because their equipment was down. Dude, right. lumberjacks are the real deal, and you know what a uh, what a fun fact about lumberjacks is. They actually plant more trees than they cut down. And that's something okay. else. So there you so, go. Well, something that Kyle Tucker has been doing is he's been carrying the Astros on his shoulders uh, yes. recently too. Uh, but it was good to get a little bit more offense. And we'll definitely be talking a little bit more about Kyle Tucker in a second. But the Astros do, um, the Rangers finally lose a game. Uh, they've been on uh, since the trade deadline and they got Max Scherzer. They've won eight straight games, but they did lose to uh, the A's today. It was uh, their shutout two to nothing. So uh, definitely uh, that's good. And if you're looking at what the AL West has done since the trade deadline, the Rangers are eight and one. The Mariners are still currently playing right now. Uh, I think they're up. Last I saw, one to nothing, but I could be wrong. I just glanced earlier. It but, is uh, one to one. San Diego tied it. Okay. So it's uh, the Mariners are six and one, and the Astros are six and two since the trade deadline. So the Astros need to continue winning and try to, to gain some ground. So right now, if the playoffs were to start today, the Astros would be, um, I think, playing the. Um, who is it? Uh, they would be playing the, um, the the Orioles, right? We would play the Orioles in the first round. But, Eric, we are only one and a half games behind the Texas Rangers. Yeah, we're two right now. Two games, yeah. yeah. So we gained a full game, okay? Right. Um, and so we're at 66 wins. Baltimore's at 70 wins. Yeah, that was the race. Texas is at 68 wins, right? The Rays are at 69 wins. If we keep winning and these other teams falter a little bit, 
the Astros really do have a chance to come out of the playoffs, go into the playoffs with the number one seed overall. Right. That would be phenomenal. But dude, our road record, we are 35 and 24 on the road. We are 31 and 25 at home. We have a better away record than we do a home record. Right. So I don't know if home field advantage about the playoffs is necessarily necessary, but I do think it is important to get the division lead. And I think we can catch the Rangers. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to wrap up my mind over the fact that the Rays are not in first place. They're in uh, first place <laughs> all year. I mean, I know the Orioles They're are the best first team. wild card. Yeah. So the Astros will be ride. playing the Rays at this moment. And then whoever the wins that series would play the Orioles and that Astros versus Orioles, as we've seen from this series, I think that would be an interesting matchup. Uh, I think be, the Astros would, would match up as well. Yeah, no, and, and, you know, I was, look, I was a little nervous going into this series thinking, gosh, are they only going to get one of three? Are the are the Orioles, like, what's going to happen, right? Are we right. going to really lose traction here? Because if you, if you go into this series and you lose two or three games, then you're down five, six games possibly. And not that that's an insurmountable lead by the Rangers, that's still like this to me was a test to show what the Astros really are. And it, it doesn't mean the Orioles aren't as good as they are, but it means that and they the played Astros them well last good. year too. The Orioles. Oh, played no. Astros, and, yeah. But you know, Eric, they have played us well since right. like 2020. Right. They've really had our numbers. So it's good that we're beating them when they're on top of their game. I love that. I love this theme. I think my confidence is growing with this team every day. All right. You, you, you know whose confidence is growing right now. <laughs> Dana Brown is like, Dana yeah, Brown. Uh, you know what? I think this Kyle Tucker fella, he's pretty good. I think we need to do whatever it takes to get him to be a lifetime Astro. I know we've already heard it with Altuve. We've already heard it with Bregman. Bregman. And typically and you have guys. Brammer, yeah, with Frommer as well. But this is one of the most transparent GMs I think we've seen definitely in Houston, but maybe in baseball. And so uh, this is what he said on uh, sports talk seven today. I think he really wants to stay here. I think we'll get something done. We are focused on getting to the postseason, winning a division, getting deep into the postseason right now. But at the end of the day, AKA H town wheelhouse, we feel strongly that we'll get something done. And then he said, we haven't restarted, but I think the agent, when we pause the talks, he's very clear knowing that we are in interested in extending Kyle. He's interested in extending Kyle. We told him we can pick up talks back up at some point. And then they reached back out to him today. And uh, they said, my point on the radio today was to make the main thing the main thing, and that's winning the division now and going deep into the postseason, and we'll circle back in the offseason. But our heart is with Kyle and having him here long-term, and hopefully we can work it out. Right, and I I really see the Astros doing about um, a seven-year deal with Kyle Tucker. I don't, I don't see them doing 10. I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's going to require 10. You can do seven years, 260. That's around 37 million a year. You're not going to go over that. Heck, if you give him seven years, 250, that's still, that's like 34 million. I think Kyle Tucker getting that much money, I think would be huge. You're not going to pay him 43, 45. 
you're not going to pay him that. Some people say that, but I love how Brown says, you know, he's a gamer. He's a frontline guy. He's a huge piece of what we're doing. And I mean, Mark DeRosa on MLB network, um, Chris Castellani with Barstool sports, um, um, Ben Verlander of Fox sports. I mean, all the talking heads in baseball talk about Kyle Tucker. Like, you know, it was, it was funny. Castellani made this point. He said, had Otani been traded to the National League like I wanted him to be, Kyle Tucker would be the MVP of the American League because his numbers are not comparable to anybody else but really Otani right now. Um, but I think this extension will will be about seven years for him, and that's what he'll accept. And But look, Dana Brown is promising quite a bit. And a lot of people are saying, well, what if – what if they don't do it? Dana Brown sure has kind of promised a lot. Right. I guess reemphasizing the division in the World Series. He's he's trying not to like he's not predicting anything, right? He's like, we're gonna win the World Series, or we're gonna, you know, Kyle is like, you might as well sign the contract now. The bottom line is this, folks. You got to remember, he's got two more years. There is literally no rush. The ball is in the Astros' court. They don't have to offer him an extension. If they don't in the offseason, don't be mad because it makes baseball monetary sense. Yeah. Dude, feel not. I mean, if the Astros act like they're rushed, they're going to play into his hands. And now it becomes a chess match and it becomes on who gives more first. Right. And look, it's a business. But I think Eric Kyle Tucker, mark my words, is the guy that doesn't get away. Yes. Garrett Cole got away. Well, Keiko, I mean, got away, but Keiko, whatever. Um, Springer got away. Correa got away. Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve, they're not getting away. All right. I'll give you my thoughts in a second, but I do want to kind of um, kind of leave y'all with a little great feeling as um, uh, we talk about something else in, for a second. This is what Dana Brown also had to say, and this is the best part of his interview. I really feel like this is a place for Tucker. I think he loves playing here. No doubt about it. He's a joy in the clubhouse to be around. At the end of the day, we feel strongly like this guy's be around. We'll deal with the agent and let's get this done. And so it's kind of rephrasing the same thing that he said earlier. But the key thing is let's get this done. And if you're trying to get a deal done, the best place to go is Hooters. Because they make you happy. They have the best swings. And uh, it's just a great place to watch sports. Right, Brett? That's right. And if you want to deal like if you're going there Thursday, if you're listening to me and you're you're driving to work, where should we go to lunch? Hey, go to Hooters. $19.99 Wings and Big Daddy Bundle. And then on Friday, if you want to go watch Justin Verlander dominate the Angels um, and you can't get to Minute Maid Park, they got $19.83 crab legs. Every day they have $3 Blue Moon drafts and $9.99 Michelob Ultra Pitchers. They got specials every day. They've got desserts that are decadent and amazing. They've got flavors of wings, honey chipotle, and things like and teriyaki that are just phenomenal. Look, there are a couple special things I want y'all to know going on. August 17th, at the, the store in Pearland is going to have a pageant. It's at 7 p.m. you got to go to the store for more info. The, it is a private event, so you have to have a ticket to get in. Go check that out. And a lot of times they donate to charities and stuff, so Things do go for a good cause. Your money does go go for a good cause. Then there's a ditch day bus trip on August 24th to the Red Sox game. It's a day game, section 133. You eat there. You ride the bus there. You hang out with the world-famous Hooters girls. And so get your tickets today. See if they are there. 
great grub, great brews, no matter whether you're in Seabrook or Galveston, whether you're in Stafford, Pearland, Sugarland, I mean, anywhere in between Pasadena, NASA, Humble, Katy, Beaumont, it doesn't matter where you go. There are There's a Hooters somewhere. So for great fries, for great buffalo wings, for anything in between, what's the Hoot all about? Well, it's Hooters. Why? Because the world-famous Hooters girls are there to make you happy. Y'all have a good one, and tell them that the boys are locked on Astros sent you. And the Astros play the Orioles Thursday, 1135 Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch. The Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app search Astros. You know, Eric, on this whole Kyle Tucker thing, what? I was going to say something, remember? Oh, go ahead. Uh, geez. Uh, all right. So when Kyle Tucker and Dana Brown are meeting at Hooters to discuss the contract, uh, I think that it's probably going to take a um, nine-year deal to possibly get this deal done. And it's probably going to take about – 210 to 220 million dollars per season to get uh, that done Uh, or if you want to look at maybe something like similar to what Devers did with 11 year 331 million dollar contract I know he's a third baseman a little bit different but Tucker's shown that he's like one of the best hitters in baseball right now so yes I know Jim Crane um, and this is what Dana Brown had to say I think Jim is willing to go further. I just don't know. I have the comfort as going as long, say, maybe as I have to to get Tucker done. I just don't like big deals. If they're open for something a little more like five, maybe I would be open to doing that. I'm sure Jim would be too. I think Jim is very open, but doing a 10-year deal, I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. And he also said, somebody asked him about the Braves. Well, what about the Braves deal? Uh, he said, well, I wasn't really too comfortable with the deals that Matt Olson and Austin Riley received, but um, I wouldn't have done those deals because I'm just not a 10-year type of guy. So, Well, here's the thing. So you said you said nine years, $210 million. I think that's underselling Tucker a little bit. That's only 23 a year. I think he's going to garter about 34 to $37 million a year. And if you give him 34 over seven years, that's $238 million. I think a seven year deal gets it done. You have an eighth year in there as like a player option or a club option, but you're going to give Tucker, I believe between 30 and 35 million. That's in who knows 34 million may be his starting point around a Lindor type figure. Um, Especially if he's here seven years. I mean, you can up that even more. You can make that deal even sweeter. You can go 265 for seven, and that's 37.8 million. Now, that's getting close to 40 million. Now, if he gets second place in the MVP race, the only reason why he loses is because there's a two-way player who's the best probably all-around player on the planet that's ever played the game, then he might be able to make a case, say, see, I really like any other year, I would have been MVP. Yeah. And that may seal the deal for Kyle Tucker. So what is the market going to demand? Because if they do let him go into free agency, someone's going to play pay an inflated price. I think it's I think it's important that they get the deal done this offseason. But again, they don't have to because they have two years of control left. Um, actually, next season, um, I think that I mean, I don't know exactly how much the arbitration is going to go up, but I think he's going to demand a lot. I'm not going to say he's going to demand uh, Juan Soto type money. I don't know how old. Uh, what did, what did Juan Soto, Soto get? Like I think 20 it's 20, 23 million. 
So, so it I'm, could be all the way up as that much. So, Eric, I'm thinking about 16 million. He's going to get an arbitration if they don't settle the contract. I think he'll get 16. Yeah, I think they'll give him about half of what they think he's worth on the market. Um, on on a long term deal, right? You give him 16, and then if you extend him on top of that 16, then you've already paid half of that down on that first year. And so, who knows, man? Um, someone says, I want Tucker gone. <laughs> you must not be an Astros fan. <laughs> <laughs> if you want Tucker gone, man, I, 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 I think that's an Orioles fan or okay. some other fan. Yeah, oh, okay, maybe, maybe it is because uh, maybe you should stick to soccer, buddy. Um, but it's not yeah. going to be a 10 year deal. I don't even think it'll be nine. I think it'll be seven. There, there might be an eighth. Um, Tucker just Tucker just comes across to me like a regular guy. Like Tucker does not come across to me like a guy who's he's going to go get that bag. Like, yeah, he's going to get paid, but I think the Astros are going to pay him. And I think for for Jim Crane, they have future viability. And I think this Justin Verlander deal is going to be a key point in Astros history that helped them save right. a ton of money. You know? Yes. All right, so let's move on from Kyle yeah. Tucker. I know we could talk about that forever, and we're out of time. But uh, <laughs> JP France will be back in rotation. The Astros will go with a six-man rotation for right now. So it's going to be Verlander, then it's going to be JP France, and then it's going to be Jose Arquiti. And Dusty Baker indicated that they are going with six-man rotation for now, but they're not locked into it. And they said they're going to go uh, with the six-man for one time through. And then uh, he said, we're discussing that now but you hate to take France out of his routine. The fact that he's been so good for us, you understand our kitties need for us to get him in there too, but we'll probably just go one time through. So it's not experiment. We did it for a period of time last year, but we're in August. It's not called the dog days of August for nothing. So I think that this uh, six day, this six man rotation will go a little bit longer than this one time through if the Astros are smart and they want to save some innings because you already have JP France and Hunter Brown approaching the, their inning limits and you have uh, Christian Javier, he threw 105 pitches. This was the most that he's thrown the season, but it was only five innings today. So uh, yeah, so there's some issues with the rotation. So that's why I think they need to go ahead and stick with six men until somebody like Urquidy is just like, you, you, you see that you can't really trust him. Well, you know, Eric, one of the things, too, I was surprised that they let Javier get as many pitches as he got today. And I understand they were trying to save the bullpen. This is a third game in a row he's pitched over 100 pitches. And, and so, you know, if the talk around town is that Javier's tired and Javier looks like he's, you know, his, he's fatigued, then you shouldn't let him keep going a hundred pitches. Like the next two starts, they should, they should limit his pitches and say, listen, we need you to be efficient today. We're going to at 85 pitches. We're going to, we're going to plan on pulling you. So we need right. you to get more outs with fewer pitches, G give them a goal, give them something to strive for. And you know yeah. what? Maybe try Diaz behind the plate with Javier. Maybe. Why not? Why freaking not? Because I want to see Diaz tomorrow. Javier wants to throw to Martin Maldonado. Well, it's a day game That's tomorrow. The rest Eric. of the story. I, I know. <laughs> it's a day game tomorrow. And I want Diaz as my catcher tomorrow because Martin Maldonado needs rest. Yeah, he he's tired. With the walk. He looked he's old. Tired. He just looked tired and old. Oh, they said you look old. I was like, 
I'm offended. Well, yeah, you're 80 and everything. But uh, tomorrow, a non 80 year old Hunter Brown will be on the mound for the Astros. He's eight and seven with a 4.07 ERA versus Dean Kramer. Uh, the Astros have faced him. He's 10 and four this season with a rather high 4.61 ERA. And uh, remember, before the series, uh, we were talking about what makes the Orioles so good. It's been their bullpen. And yeah. the Astros have gotten to the bullpen, uh, like the, one of the best closers in baseball, uh, some of their best relievers. So the Astros yeah. are getting it done. And that's what you have to do in the playoffs. That's what you have to do to get to the playoffs. So I think the Astros are in good shape. And Michael Brantley did take some a lot of good swings and batting cages today. And from yeah. what I've heard, he was actually hitting some home runs today. So really? Yay. Wow. Man, Michael Brantley, y'all called it here in the chat. Michael Brantley is going to come back and mash. He's going to crush the ball. Eric, it's a great show, man. Of course, it's always easy to have a great show when the Astros are playing as well as they're playing. And you know what makes it even better is our listeners. Um, those of y'all that listen, even if you haven't migrated over to our YouTube channel and you listen to us on the way to work, we appreciate you. Make sure that you listen to the Astros play the Orioles Thursday at 1135. AM Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. So, Eric, we going for the sweep tomorrow? Yes, we are. And that'll, and that'll send a message across. Uh, it was send a message to Orioles that uh, this ain't the same Astros. You're not going to bully us anymore. Yeah. You're, you're not going to just be this sucky team that can all of a sudden beat this juggernaut of the Astros team. And I think that it will send a message to the rest of baseball. So I think the Astros just need to come in and take care because uh, the Rangers were playing the A's and you're playing one of the best teams. So the Astros just need to get it done. And uh, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen, like you said. And make sure you go and tune in to us every day and become an everydayer. And thank you for everything that y'all uh, do, all the great work and the great comments and uh, thank you for just being there uh, for all the good shows all the shows after a loss a devastating loss uh, where we're like do we have to do the show but we do it for you and so thank you for that so we will be back tomorrow and uh, Brett hey look guys I'm stoked to be here thank y'all for hanging out and as always go stress <laughs> thanks for giving me the signal Happy birthday, Brett. Happy birthday to you. You live in a zoo. You nah, smell uh, like uh, a uh, monkey. Uh, uh, uh. You look like one, too. <laughs>